Hi, I'm Grant Dufresne, and welcome to Dufresne Ministries podcast channel. We believe that as you listen to this message, your faith will be stirred and you will be encouraged in whatever you are believing God for today. Stay tuned at the end of this message to find out more information about our ministry. And let's go to verse 14 of Luke 17. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves unto the priests." And it came to pass as they went, they were <laughs> more found it. Praise the Lord. <laughs> It's scriptural. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, I, I like these, these words, turned back. Yes. Turned back. Yes. And with a loud voice, yes. glorified God. Yes. He turns back and he's loud as he's approaching. Yes. He's loud. See the, see the order. He's turned back and with a loud voice, he's glorifying God. All the, Praise God. Praise God. All this. He's saying with a loud voice all the way after he's turned all the way back in his journey back to Jesus. He's loud. <laughs> with a loud voice glorified God. And finally he reaches Jesus. In verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He hadn't been taught. But you don't have to be taught to show gratitude. I mean, when you're grateful, you're grateful. <laughs> verse 17, and Jesus answering... Were there not 10 cleansed? Now notice Jesus didn't say, hmm, maybe only one got it. Yeah. Were there not 10 cleansed? Look at this. Where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God. Save this stranger. Is it, is he showing us? That the ratio is one in ten. Yes. Who really knows what's an appropriate response when you receive. I say our church is a congregation of the one. There's not only one out of ten in our congregation. If they're taught, we can, your pastors, your church can be a congregation of the one. The one that returned. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And then Jesus said unto him. Now, see, what has the man done? He turned back all the way with a loud voice. He's glorifying God. That's all he's doing. He's glorifying God. Praise God. God, thank you so much. Oh, God, I'm so grateful. All the way back toward Jesus. Then when he gets to Jesus, he falls down. Right? Yes. And he gives him thanks. Now this is all that's happened. And Jesus said, arise, go your way. See, he's still down at his feet, giving him thanks. He said, arise, go your way. And then he says, your faith. He didn't quote a scripture. All he did was worship, give thanks. And Jesus said, your faith. Our 
level of gratitude is our level of faith. He, Jesus called this man's worship faith. Thy faith has made thee whole. Ah, different word. Not cleansed. Whole. So, notice all ten are crying out. Have mercy on us. What are they doing? They're praying. Isn't that a type of praying? They're talking to Jesus. That's what prayer is. Talking to Jesus. They're making a request. And at their prayer request, he says, go show yourself to the priest. And what happens? They're cleansed. The process of leprosy is stopped. But we know that leprosy eats off body parts. It eats off skin. It eats off body parts. It eats off toes and fingers, face. It eats off what it touches. So the process of leprosy is stopped at the request, but at the worship, body parts are put back. Worship put back what requesting in prayer did not do. Can you see the levels? First of all, a leper. They make a request. Now the leprosy stopped. Then he goes on to worship and he progresses further into wholeness. I'll tell you this. If you will worship long enough, God will put back what was stolen. Put back what was lost. He'll put back body parts. You say, you, 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 shouldn't, you should not tell people that. That's what Jesus said. Your worship made you whole. Your worship put back. It said, no, 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 pastor. It says our faith. That's what I said. Your worship put back body parts. Amen. Hallelujah. We think it's simply confession. Confession is right. It's a flow of faith, but let's not leave off the highest flow of faith, which is worship. Because Jesus called this man's worship faith. Now, when he says in Psalms 31, the word says his praise shall continually be in my mouth. What about this? My faith shall continually be in my mouth. How? Through praise. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worshiping. This man's worship gave him what the other nine couldn't have. They could have if they'd worship, but they would not return. There are a lot of people that come to church once and they have relief. And so they take their relief and run. But if you'll come back and learn the word, God will put back money loss, put back marriages, put back things. There will not just be the stopping of a test. There will be return to wholeness. Amen. God's idea of victory is never just the devil leaving you alone. (laughs) The test stopping. It's always... Everything put back in multiplied fashion. In multiplied fashion. 
And this was a process. As this man took the steps, the process of wholeness was able to work in his life. Amen. Because we can mess things up so much. We can. We can. I mean, if we, are, if we act out of the natural and act out of our feelings, act out of our minds, we can mess things up. But if we will just worship God, worship him, worship him, worship him, he can so easily fix what took us years to screw up. Why? It's easy for him. It's easy for him. When we worship God, we're, we're reminding ourselves it's easy for him. It's easy for him. Amen. If you'll remember this, worshiping puts back everything lost. Whether it's mental, physical, material, money, whatever. He can put, he'll put organs back. He'll put body parts back. He'll put them back. Well, you ought not tell people that I didn't. Jesus told us. It's not a false promise. It's not a false statement. Jesus said, your faith, your worship, put it back. That's what he said. It made you whole. Your worship, your faith, put back what was eaten off out of your life. Your worship did that. Hallelujah. Mark chapter five. You say, is that the right reference? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Mark chapter five. <laughs> we think we have so done things. That is be, that's beyond repair. But I guarantee you, if you'll just keep showing up where you're supposed to be. Just keep showing up where you're supposed to be. And keep your eyes on the one who it's easy for. Mark chapter 5, verse 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw Jesus, look at this, he fell at his feet. His first response was not even to talk. His first response was an approach of worship. You understand that? The father is seeking such, right? Let's remember what Jesus said. The father is seeking such. What's he seeking? Those who know how to worship him. And this man Knew how to worship. This is the, his daughter is dying. You understand? And his first, his first approach to Jesus is worship. He fell at his feet and besought him greatly. He didn't start yelling before he fell. You understand that? He bowed first. He acknowledged first. He worshiped first. He took a stance and a posture of my life is in, my life is in front of you. And he besought him greatly saying, my little daughter life at the point of death, I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed. Not only did he fall down at Jesus's feet, he said the right thing about Jesus. 
He said, come and lay your hand on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Wow. Worship and right words. Look at the next phrase. And Jesus went. No delay. When we worship with the word in our mouth, no delay. He went with him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When we acknowledge that Jesus is our help, this is what he did. He acknowledged only you can do this. So worship was the first act that changed the last result. You see, he, while he's worshiping, she's dying. And then word comes, she's dead. Don't even bother him. But what he did first and then said changed the death. You understand? Things that are dead change when we worship with the word in our mouth. Amen. Jairus changed the result because of his approach was right. Amen. When things look like they're beyond help, worship puts them back within reach. Now go with us and we know that she was raised up, right? Matthew chapter 8 and verse 1. Jairus worshipped with knowledge, didn't he? He came with correct words in his mouth. But I want you to see something else because this one is a a little bit different situation. Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great throngs followed him. And behold, a leper came up to him. And what's he doing? And prostrating himself, worshiped him. He laid himself down at his feet. He took the right approach, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. His approach was correct. And he said, Lord, if you're willing, you're able to cleanse me by curing me. And we know because we've been taught He was questioning the willingness. He didn't question the ability. He questioned the willingness. How many of you know that shows not enough light? That's right. He worshiped with wrong thinking. But because he worshiped, he was in position to have the the thinking changed. Correct worshiping. Means you're submissive to correction. Because many times before our help can show up, something has to be changed in the way we're thinking. But if you worship, you're saying, whatever you say, whatever you say, I'm I'm saying to you what I know. But if you tell me something different, I'll change what I know. Worship people that worship. They're teachable, they're humble, they're willing to be led. If you're going to go to God and supposedly worship and tell him what you're doing, without the the willingness to change, you're not worshiping. You're pretending. 
True worship is teachable. Yes. Yes. It's the Amen. posture yeah. of someone teachable. Amen. So this man, he comes up, he takes the stance of worshiping. He's got reverence. He's got honor. He's got respect, right? Yes. For Jesus. But he, he doesn't understand what his, what his heart is, what Jesus' heart is and the Father's heart is. And he's thinking wrong. And so he speaks out of that wrong thinking, but at least he's in the right approach. Lord, if you're willing, you're able to cleanse me by curing me. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched him and said, I'm going to change the way you think right now. I am willing. He wasn't just, oh, I'm, I'm willing. He was telling him, I am willing. He was saying, uh, I want to change how, what you think about me. And it went right in to the man. He didn't struggle with that. He didn't struggle with that. Why? Because his approach was worship. So many times we're thinking wrong. But if we'll worship, we're in position to hear correction. And the correction receives the help. You understand this? Jairus came and needed no correction. He had clear, he had clarity. He had understanding. Whether it was because he'd heard Jesus preach multiple times, I don't know. Whether this leper had only heard accounts of what happened through Jesus. His understanding was faulty. But worship puts you in the position to have faulty thinking made right. Amen. Why? When you worship, you're showing, I'm, I'm ready to listen. Worshiping is a listening position. If you do all the talking, you're not worshiping, even no matter how low your knees are. Amen. If nobody can tell you something, if God can't tell you, and you just, well, I'm, I'm just going to do it. Well, so he reached out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing be cleansed by being cured. This amplified and instantly his leprosy was cured and cleansed. Mm -hmm. The man did the right thing. Even when he thought wrong, see your heart can be right with your head wrong. But if you'll bring that right heart and worship, then now God has access to the thinking. That's good, Pastor. Amen. 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 Now, Matthew 15, a few chapters later, we see something a little bit different. Matthew 15, verse 22. And this is the Amplified Translation. And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite from that district came out and with a loud, troublesome, urgent cry begged. Have mercy on me. Now, the words are right, but a troubled cry. Remember the one of the one of the ten that when he came back, he came back with a loud voice. It was loud, but it wasn't troubled. Just being loud. <laughs> it's, it, you can't have trouble in that loudness. So with a loud, troublesome, 
urgent cry begged, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is miserably, distressingly, and cruelly possessed by a demon. Can you imagine what she's been living with? But he didn't answer. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him saying, send her away. Jesus's heart is never send people away. Send her away. For she's crying out after us. So she comes to Jesus begging and doesn't get a response. So she goes to them. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's answering her not because of her. He's answering her because the disciples asked him to deal with her. But she came and kneeling down, worshiped him. And kept praying, Lord, help me. And we know this, that he said at the end, woman, great is your faith. That's right. She went from wrong approach, wrong words, wrong believing, running around addressing everybody in the party. But when she finally exhausted all of her trying, went through all of her figuring out what she figured out, when she finally just came and worshipped him, just said, help me. When she worshipped, then help came and she went from begging to him saying, great is your faith. See the process these different ones took. Hers took longer. Why? Her approach was wrong. If it takes longer, find out is your approach right. When when Jairus' approach was right and his words were right, Jesus immediately went and results happened. When the leper... His approach was right, but his words are wrong. Jesus corrected his thinking, and then his result was there. But this woman, her approach was wrong. Her words were wrong. (laughs) Why was he ignoring her? Because he's not training her that wrong approach works. He's not going to... If he would have responded, he's teaching her wrong approach works. Wrong approach doesn't work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So she was met with silence until she came the right way. When you don't know, at least know this, worship is always the right approach. When you don't know maybe even how to believe or how, what to do next, worship is always the right approach. Because it's putting yourself in a position of, I'll hear whatever you have to say to me. I'll submit, I'll listen, I'll correct. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As as ministers, we don't always know the absolute answer for somebody's situation. The Holy Ghost does. I love what uh, one, one of the leaders there at, at prayer and healing school there at Rama years ago, a woman came up. She had been diagnosed with a terminal condition and she had sat there for weeks and weeks and really it wasn't going in. It wasn't getting any better. And 
you know, it's very difficult to get healing into people when all they've heard is you're dying and there's no hope. It's very hard to teach them and have them to get it. It's not hard to teach it. It's not hard for the word, but it's, it's so hard to get past what they've heard so that the light can get in. And she, she came to one of the, the workers there and she said, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing this, but it doesn't seem real for me. And I'm struggling. Came after class and sat down with her. And I so appreciate. Because, I mean, when you've told somebody the word yeah. and they're not getting it, and they're telling you, I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. You don't have any, there's not an alternate, there's not an alternate approach. The word is the answer. Yeah. So I love what the worker said. She said, I don't know what to tell you aside from the word we've taught. Other than this, I know where I can take you. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Hebrews 4.16, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain. And she said, I don't know exactly what answer to tell you to help you. But I know this. I know that if we can get in his presence together... There's help there. There's help there. So she said, so I tell you what, she says, I know how to come to the throne. She said, come with me. I'll, I'll bring you with me. Cause she can't do her, she can't do her believing for her. She can't change her thinking for her. So she said, will you come with me to the throne? And she said, I'll go. And so this one gal, I mean, she knew how to get in the spirit. She knew how to tap into the flow, come boldly to the throne. And they sat there together and just worshiped. They got in the spirit. She helped her and they got in the spirit, sat there and worshiped and worshiped and worshiped. And after a period of time, she turned to the gal and the gal said, all the pain's gone. Why? She worshiped. She worshiped. And what was hard in her mind was easy in worship. Yes. Yes. Did you get that phrase? What is hard in your mind is easy in an atmosphere of worship. Amen. Why? Come boldly to the throne that you may obtain. Come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defrayministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Defray Ministries.